just walking around in some kind of fog. I think we're all on a trance. People are talking in symbols. Everyone's sort of floating through this fog of symbols and unconscious feelings. Hello and welcome back to the Lucid Dreaming Podcast. This is episode 10, believe it or not, and uh, I made it. Um, I think it was uh, after the first episode um, that I posted, somebody on Reddit mentioned or suggested that I take uh, some kind of a time frame or a number of episodes. Uh, I think he suggested 10 episodes and commit to doing that and and see how it goes and then and then think about it again and see where I'm at and see if there's interest and so on and so forth and here we are episode 10 um and I thought this would be a good opportunity to reflect a little bit about that and make some more plans and more commitments for the future because uh I've been enjoying this very much hopefully you are as well and then we'll move on to some little updates and of course the subject for tonight so again as i mentioned in episode one you know this has been and still is an experiment but i you know and and i wanted to just you know try it see how it goes see what happens see see if i can manage to do this properly if this is ends up interesting if i have enough subjects to to talk about or if I have enough insight about these subjects so I can actually have a coherent, sensical podcast uh, that I actually contribute something to the conversation. And even though this, I do still consider this an experiment, I do want to perhaps rephrase what I mean by experiment because maybe it started like, you know, the, the word experiment can can make it seem not serious or, oh, I'm just experimenting or something like that, as opposed to maybe more of like a scientific experiment where an experiment actually uh, implies or, or is right out um, being an exploration, a test, uh, let's do this and see what comes out, let's find out. Even in science, uh, a failed, quote-unquote, failed experiment is an experiment that yields results, knowledge, information to continue further. So I'm going to continue this experiment, but I'm going to take it um, even more seriously and uh, see where that leads us. How about that? So what I'm going to do or what, what I want to do, and I mentioned this uh, a few times before, I want to do this on a more of a regular basis. And yes, um, seems that my life is hectic and I'm very busy, but, you know, there's got to be, I can squeeze in an hour on a regular basis to record an episode. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take another 10 episodes and I'm going to commit to once every two weeks for now. And if I manage to do this consistently and on the same day of the week every time, 
Then I'm going to move up to once a week. And if you guys are still listening and every, uh, everybody's still interested, then I'm going to do this on a regular basis for as long as I find it interesting and you find it interesting and beneficial and fun and so on and so forth. So what I'm going to do is, again, it's not, it's not only just a matter of finding an hour within a week to record um, and edit and clean up the audio and so on and so forth. I, for me, it's, it's important, even those details. And it's also not doing it very late to where I actually still have the energy and clarity of mind to sit down and talk without blabbering about for too long and too much without being very coherent, which is not fun for me or for you, for you I'm sure. So that's the plan. It's, it's, uh, it's allocating time on the weekend so I can record and then release an episode Saturday, Sunday, or Monday at the latest. Hopefully I can record on Saturday and release an episode on Sunday. So let's try that. And if I do find that I have the time um, instead of every other week to do it once a week already, then I'm just going to go for it. But I'm going to commit to a minimum of once every two weeks. So you'll get two episodes a month for sure for the next 10 episodes and, uh, and maybe more. So let's see how that goes. And um, that's, that's pretty much it. If you, if you guys and gals have very specific feedback, um, questions, requests, things you want me to talk about, just feel free to, to let me know. I'm always open to suggestions. And your feedback so far has been tremendous and valuable for making this podcast and for creating content for it. So thank you for that. Um, all right, so let's do a little bit of follow-up and some little tidbits here and there and then get to dive into our subject. Follow-up on last episode, um, I sort of gave my my theory of dream recall and dream awareness, and at the end of it, I, I basically made a suggestion and proposed this, uh, this sort of um, procedure and... A, a time frame and I said for the most part I said just write a dream journal but do the the minimum amount at the very least just the minimum amount but only the minimum amount that you can do on a consistent basis make it small enough of an effort that you know that you'll do it every single day in the morning if you want to do more then you can do more now there's two things I wanted to clarify about that one I'm not saying that you have to do just the absolute minimum. If you do find that you want to do or can do more or one morning or the other, you're just on a roll, just keep writing. Go for it by, by all means. But as long as you just, what I want you to make sure is that you don't do it in a way that's actually going to, you know, make you exhausted or say like, oh my God, I spent so much time on it. Um, but if you feel so inclined to write 40, for 45 minutes, uh, three, four full dreams, my goodness, just just do it. The other thing I wanted to say about that is I was suggesting that for, not for everybody necessarily. I mean, maybe, I mean, it's up to you. But if you already have a system, if you already have your methodology and your routine, uh, don't worry about it. If you're already doing things that are working and if you're getting, you know, great dream recall and great dream awareness and lucid dreaming on some some sort of regular basis, you don't have to, uh, as I suggested, remove 
any other technique and induction method and so on for for these you know two four six weeks whatever it is and just do my little test of uh you know write your dreams every day if you have something that's working forget about it you don't need to worry about it you don't need to do it just keep doing what you're doing and supplement that if you want with whatever else so my my suggestion in this little you know setup this experiment i was suggesting for either people who are beginners or people who have been at it in a while and kind of are kind of stuck or people who are not sure what to focus on um and people definitely people who are um having trouble with with dream recall and dream awareness is and again i i think the dream recall is a is the side effect it's the uh, indicator of uh, the level of dream awareness and uh, the combination of dream awareness with waking awareness in a sense and if you are having trouble with that if you don't have great dream recall this is the experiment to do and again the basic suggestion is write just even very very little but every day and don't do anything else i mean you you If you want to, you can add to it as long as you don't feel like, oh, I'm doing so much to try to get lucid dreaming. And uh, it's just it's just exhausting and you know, I feel overwhelmed and stressed and so on. That's, that's not the idea. So hopefully that clarifies it a little bit more. So uh, to some updates, uh, interesting little things here and there. Um, April 12th was lucid dreaming day. And I think this was... Uh, An initiative by I'm not quite sure uh, I think gateways uh, gateways of the mind uh, which I'll mention in, in a second for another reason um, but basically this April 12 was the day that Keith Hearn did his experiment that proved lucid dreaming and in uh, and started this whole thing uh, for a lot of people he actually had a Nice little video um, mentioning and, and talking about it. So I love that he's still active uh, in all of this. I'm not usually a big fan of this day or that day and all these kinds of things because there's so many days and it's just, it feels like people are inventing more days for whatever reason. But now that I think about it, if if it does you know raise awareness, if it makes us think about it more or uh, spread the word, then why not? So April 12, Lucid Dreaming Day. I think that was the official first Lucid Dreaming Day. That sounds good to me. Maybe it should be Lucid Dreaming Night, really. But it's okay. You can take a nap during the day, too. Um, so Gateways of the Mind, I, again, there's, there's so many places and resources online. It's, it's kind of hard to follow. But there are some of the big ones that as soon as you start researching and searching and digging around online... Uh, some of them you'll you'll sooner or later uh, quickly encounter. And Gateways of the Mind is a website about lucid dreaming, shamanic dreaming, and out-of-body experience. Shamanic dreaming, I have no idea what it is. So forgive me. I'm going to read a little more and do more research and find out out-of-body experience. We talked about a little bit, and lucid dreaming, of course, is why we're all here uh, talking or listening. But What's uh, interesting, I think it's a, it's a, it's a website and a sort of foundation that um, has events about all these uh, subjects. Coincidentally, there is one event going on this weekend. 
So by the time you hear this, you probably missed it. My apologies. Um, with uh, Charlie Morley and John Lockley. And um, they have their big event in Ireland on the 7th and 8th of June, including uh, and, and with, with several speakers, including Charlie Morley and Dr. Rory McSweeney, who, you know, both of them I, I mentioned on a couple occasions. So that should be very interesting if you are in Dublin, Ireland uh, in June and can attend. So I'll put a link, a link to that. It looks very interesting. Um, I, I intend to get in touch with Gateways of the Mind. Uh, they reached out on, on Twitter and, you know, it's, I, I love when people put this together and make actual, you know, real events, bring people to, to speak and, and engage with these subjects. So that's, that's very cool. It's very awesome. On to our subject for tonight. This is, this is something that I actually, um, I, I wanted to wait until I, I bring this up and do an episode about it. And, um, I decided to just bring it up now and maybe even break it down. And the subject, of course, is supplements and herbs for lucid dreaming. Now, the reason I didn't quite yet wanted to talk about it is because it's a complex issue that, again, I, I don't feel informed enough about it. I have some experience. Uh, I've read a lot about it, but, you know, People, different people have different experiences, but I gotta say, supplements is probably, maybe even the number one subject I get uh, questions about and requests about, and uh, people wanting to know more about it. So I thought, you know, let's let's get this conversation started. Let's bring it up and let's talk about it. And what I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna break it break it down to a few episodes. So I'm gonna do segments. And maybe it will take, um, you know, two episodes, maybe even three, not necessarily sequentially. So maybe I'll do an episode about it uh, today. And then um, a couple episodes down the line, I'm going to continue because, as I, as I mentioned, I want to do more research about it. And also what I thought to do, and I started setting this up um, already, but obviously that's something that takes time. I wanted to, to set up a long experiment where I take a bunch of these, um, you know, supplements and herbs, not together, not at the same time, uh, uh, over time, and do a, a more, slightly more methodical experiment where, you know, I uh, sort of remove other efforts and just try the, those things on their own and see how they work, see how they differ, see their general effects, their side effects, all, of course, after reading uh, more. So before I get started about this subject, there's a few things I need to say uh, more. I am, again, I've said this before, I am not a doctor. This is not medical advice. Please, for the love of goodness, read about it as well as just listen to what I have to say. Uh, I'm going to talk just in terms of information. I make no recommendations, uh, especially because I don't have enough experience, even with the things I've tried. And uh, when I start speaking about it more, you'll see what I mean. And, and there's a reason why I'm saying that. So again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a, a neuroscientist as much as I actually want to be. Maybe one day, uh, when I'll grow up and be big, I'll uh, become a neuroscientist, maybe a, a hobbyist, we'll see. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is, 
I think everybody who's even considering, you know, uh, taking any sorts of supplement for whatever reason, you want to take vitamins, you know, do a little research. And I'll give you an example why in my case, for example, a long time ago, I was taking just multi, just a multivitamin. I, you know, I realized that my nutrition is not great. I'm not eating super healthy. It's probably a good idea to take supplements. So I just, you know, did some research found um, what I found out about at the time was considered one of the the best and high quality and very good, you know, uh, multivitamin supplement. And uh, the recommended was twice a day. I even took just once a day uh, for about three months, just once a day with a meal. And I started getting migraines. And this is the first time in my life I've ever had migraines. And it took me a little time before I realized that that was the culprit. But then I finally figured that out uh, when looking into it. And just turns out it has one of one of the components of the, the multivitamin, which are absolutely safe and fine and, you know, in theory, good for you. For my particular body was in excess, even taking half of what's recommended daily. So this is just a, a small example of showing you how things that, that you are present in, in food and other components or that, that we consume might be different and have a different effect for different people. So our bodies, our biochemistry, our neurochemistry, and so on are, are different from one another. And maybe some components for my body in particular um, might be an overkill or might be in excess. And for and other components, I'm, I might have a deficiency for, but for you, you have plenty. So this is the kind of things you want to think about when you start taking uh, supplements. So, and the other thing is that these supplements are have different effects and most of them are trying to affect, uh, in this particular case, obviously for lucid dreaming, um, is affecting your brain and your brain's chemistry. And the brain is complex. It's the most complex things thing that we, that we are aware of and we don't understand it quite that well not its biology and not its mechanisms um, we do know a lot but not 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 as much as we think and not nearly enough so this is the other warning um, you and, and this is why again I recommend highly highly and I will say this again and again read about it do your research try to understand it better in, in talking about supplements and herbs, I want to point that out. There are t- sort of two categories as far as I see it. There are supplements and there are herbs. Herbs, and, and it's, it's not the perfect distinction because some supplements are derived from plants um, but are used in a, in a very particular way and um, it is more things like vitamins or amino acids or molecules that are extracted from from various plants as opposed to herbs that come mostly as is from whatever plant or in whatever form they they grow and these two sort of categories have have different effects and different components so i'm gonna start with supplements uh, which i have a little more knowledge and a little more experience about in regards to and I think we're going to leave herbs for another episode. Although I'm, I am going to mention, I mean, there's, there's, as soon as you start researching this, you'll find a lot of information about a lot of things. 
uh, in the herbs, it's like mugwort and Kalia Z, I believe. Z stands for something that I can't even pronounce, so I'm not going to try. Mugwort is, uh, is used for many, many other things, by the way, which is funny because if you read about it on WebMD as opposed to on a lucid dreaming blog or, or website, then you realize people are using it for a multitude of things. So it's got to make you think, you know, this is not just one thing for one purpose that has one effect on your body or your brain. But again, mugwort is used originally for, for treating insomnia, uh, in some cases by making tea and so on. And there's others, but we'll leave that one for next time. And we'll we'll talk about um, the just the supplement category for now. I'm going to get into a few things. There's a lot of terms, there's a lot of nuances, so bear with me as I go through it. I'll be jumping a little back and forth, and you'll see why, because there's different correlates between different things, so we'll try to make sense of a lot of these things. And once again, if I throw out a name, if I don't explain something thoroughly, Wikipedia is your friend. Um, I would trust Wikipedia before I trust any other website that is necessarily perhaps trying to sell something. It doesn't mean that if they are trying to sell something that what they're saying is not true or not accurate. But just again, Wikipedia, after all, is a collection of a lot of people writing more technically on various subjects. And it takes a lot more from scientific research than from, you know, word of mouth and so on. So the first thing I would say about supplements or herbs for that matter, in terms, uh, in regards to using supplements for lucid dreaming. This is this is the key point, all right? Are you paying attention? This is the most important thing. Supplements for lucid dreaming are just that. They are supplements. They supplement your efforts to try to lucid dream. I don't think there are any of them that just work on their own that require no other effort, at least for now. Nobody has come up with a magic pill to lucid dream, where you can give it to somebody who's never heard of a lucid dream and it would just work. It might in some cases, but for the most part, it's not the case. So this is a, a very crucial point because I think that a lot of people are trying to find, and I understand where that is coming from, believe me, but a lot of people are trying to find a sort of uh, a shortcut, uh, an easier way to achieve lucidity. And I'm, I'm okay with the idea of supplements or the idea of not a shortcut as much as just an aid to try to, you know, improve your chances or increase the speed in which you get to the destination that you want. It's just like walking versus using a car. You know, we've, we've perfected cars for the most part and, and we, we know how to use them and they do get us faster. But there's dangers for everything. If you drive too fast, other people hate you. Um, as safe as we make them, there are still, you know, casualties every day. Way too many. So, again, the metaphor doesn't stretch well enough, but you understand what I mean. So, remember, uh, supplements are meant to assist you and maybe improve the conditions for achieving lucidity. But none of these supplements, none of these herbs just get you to lucidity. None of their uh, 
um, it's not a prescription for lucid dreaming. And it's not like the consequences of taking this is lucid dreaming. And from, from reading a lot online and in forums and on Reddit, you can see that most people's experiences like, hey, this somewhat worked for me, this didn't work for me, this works for me sometimes, and so on and so forth. You see that this is not a magic solution. All right, and for the most part, it's not magic at all. It's science and neuroscience and chemistry and biology. That's all it is. And the better we understand it, the better we can make decisions whether we are going to use any of these things and how we're going to use them and how do they even work. I mean, as soon as you start, because people just say, okay, there is these supplements, there is, um, you know, huprazine, um, there is uh, uh, galantamine, uh, acetylcholine, and so on and so forth. These are different components doing different things. And when I, I start diving into it, you can you can get a better picture, hopefully, on what these things do and how do they work and why they work. Uh, maybe we can try to start understanding why they at least uh, work in, in, in helping or improving the chances for lucid dreaming. I threw out there a few of the names and I'm going to mention them and then I'm going to try to um, lay the, 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 the mechanism of, of some of these things and also some of the entities or people who are selling some of these things. So, and, and then at the end, I will sort of try to make some recommendation that's general enough for you to take and... Um, not to take the supplements, to take my recommendation and go and do further research to see if you want to try any of these things. Most of them in proper dosage are safe to begin with, so that's fine. But if you ask me, and again, I'm not recommending any particular thing. Uh, I think all supplements out there, uh, right down at the bottom, you know, um, consult with your doctor before, you know, taking anything. Uh, that's always good advice. Not everybody has a doctor that they can just call and ask, but um, at the very least, I would say do your research. So I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat that a bunch more. So my, my apologies for that, but just I think it's really really important. So I think the most famous um, supplement is galantamine, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm gonna butcher a few names here. This some of these things are. Uh, far more complex than just uh, galantamine. So galantamine is the one that usually comes up when you start searching for lucid dreaming supplements. Uh, I think it was one of the first one that started popping up uh, here and there. It's one of the few that I've tried. And it's one of the few that I relatively hear that are more successful than others. Um, galantamine is... Uh, is a compound that's also derived from a plant, from a flower. In fact, uh, it's um, it's found in, in several different flowers. And it's mostly used uh, as a supplement for treating Alzheimer's disease. So it helps in retaining and improving memory uh, and uh, the memory functions of the brain. So you start getting the picture of, um, you know, most of these things are used for lucid dreaming in a sort of roundabout way. And that's, I think, 
a good part of the indication of you know why they might actually work and to some degree they don't create or induce lucid dreaming they improve brain functions that are perhaps the conditions for lucid dreamings see what i mean so let's dive into uh, galantamine for a minute basically what galantamine does is it inhibits an enzyme called acetylcholinesterase if i'm pronouncing that correctly um, which breaks down acetylcholine so this is a uh, Follow me here down this rabbit hole because this this gets very complex very very quickly. And the reason I'm also explaining all these little details about how the brain works and uh, how these uh, you know enzymes and uh, neurotransmitters and so on work is because I believe it's very important. I think it, the more you understand about it, the better decisions you can make about this. And just, you know, maybe it's interesting to you. I don't know. It's interesting to me, which is why I'm talking about it, perhaps. Um, so so let's, let's, uh, let's dive in uh, even further. Uh, in fact, almost all of these supplements, you can't really talk about them without talking about acetylcholine. Um, and what acetylcholine is, is it is a neurotransmitter. You know, neurotransmitters are the little chemicals that your brain is firing between neurons, uh, basically transmitting uh, signals and, and information. So it, there are many of them, and there are many types of receptors for different types of neurotransmitters, but this is uh, one of the complex functions of how the brain works in general. And it is a very crucial component of brain chemistry and how the brain functions in a multitude of ways. I'm not going to dive into that because that's like a whole other podcast for love of goodness. But um, what you need to know about acetylcholine, I guess, its function is, um, it has a multitude of functions. And again, that's the other thing to remember that every time we're trying to affect one or more of these different components in the body and in the brain, they have a lot of different uh, purposes, just like vitamin D or serotonin and so on. We always think it, it does this one thing or a couple of things, but vitamin D or serotonin, that, that I, the example that I gave, they regulate you know many things in the brain functions and in the body. So uh, same with acetylcholine. Um, it is, uh, it's, a, it's an active component of uh, the nervous system and it uh, regulates uh, REM sleep, and um, acetylcholinesterate breaks down acetylcholine. Now, the theory is that the more acetylcholine you have, um, the better, in this particular case, for this particular subject, the better sleep and REM sleep uh, and memory you will have. And in that sense, then awareness, dream recall, and hopefully a better chance of lucidity. So galantamine inhibits the component that breaks down acetylcholine. So galantamine itself doesn't give you a better memory or more vivid dreams. It acts on a different component in the brain that prevents the breakdown of a third component in the brain, this particular neurotransmitter, acetylcholine. So the idea here is to increase acetylcholine, and that takes me to another of these supplements or components, and I'll go back to galantamine in a minute. 
acetylcholine uh, itself is a is a precursor for acetylcholine, and um, people take that as you know this is one of the uh, components uh, in creation of acetylcholine, and people take that to increase the amount of acetylcholine, just like taking galantamine to reduce the breakdown of acetylcholine. So it's kind of attacking it from from two different directions. Uh, a similar one to that. Uh, to galantamine actually is a huprazine A, and that's another uh, that's another inhibitor of acetylcholinesterate. Again, that 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 breaks down acetylcholine. So that's the that one is together on the side uh, the same side as galantamine in inhibiting that component. There are there are supplements that combine. Um, you know a bunch of these things so let's let's take a particular example of of the the choline one uh, there is one that's called alpha gpc um, there's a company there's a company called on it that sells supplements and one of their sort of flag flagship supplements is called alpha brain i don't know if you've heard of it um, but that combines a few of these things like vitamin b6 the alpha GPC, which is a type of choline, the huprazine A, and uh, a few other components for a few other reasons. They don't sell it particularly or mainly as a lucid dreaming supplement, but they do promote it as a lucid dreaming supplement. So it's it's for generally for focus, for mental function, for enhanced you know mental mental function. Um, but they do promote it heavily. In fact, they have a the very stunning uh, landing page for a web page for um, lucid dreaming and and this this supplement. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. This is one of those that I've also tried, and I'm now doing my first my first experiment in in the in these variety of experiments that I was uh, describing that I'm going to do is going to be is going to start with um, Alpha Brain. They're they're sort of combined. Um, a supplement uh, package thing. So that in particular, again, uh, has a few of these uh, components. And all they try to do in, in combination, basically, is to improve memory, to improve mental function in general, and in some cases, um, to increase REM state, uh, and longer REM state and better REM states in your in your sleep and better sleep. I'll I'll get to melatonin in a minute. Uh, I've mentioned that actually in a in a previous episode, but I'll I'll dive a little more into it, and you'll see how that one works and why it works um, in in a in a cer- in a different way. Again, most of these particular supplements are trying to prevent the breakdown of acetylcholine or to increase acetylcholine. Galantamine, the general use that it was it was uh, it is given and described as, and in, in most of the places that I found, is not to take it before you go to sleep because, um, in my case, uh, I couldn't even fall asleep after taking it. Is actually to go to sleep for four, five, or six hours, wake up a little before, um, you know, a couple of hours before you actually need to get up, and take one then. Um, my suggestion, if you are taking any of these, is start with the absolute minimum dosage. Uh, in the particular case of uh, galandamine, I think I took four milligrams, 
just one one capsule. And um, galantamine has not worked for me for the most part. It has uh, the problem that even even at six hours in of sleep, taking a pill for me, maybe it's just the fact that I'm drinking water or taking a pill or thinking about it, but I always had a harder time falling asleep. And my sleep was not, you know, very uh, stable and very deep and very good after that. Maybe it woke me a little too much, um, but it didn't work for me. I know people, other people who report that for them it's great, but another little warning about it or any of these things, galantamine in particular has a, I don't remember uh, how it's called, but it, it has an effect that remains in the body for about 24, no, sorry, 48 to um, 72 hours, I think. So it's not recommended to take a galantamine more than, you know, once every three days or so at the maximum. So uh, hopefully you, you take it even less, maybe once a week. One, to not build tolerance. Two, again, not to mess too much um, with your, your brain chemistry which is, again, my, my biggest warning with any of these things. Alpha brain in particular, and, and basically, um, even though huprazine A has the same effect uh, in, in inhibiting uh, acetylcholinesterate, which, or, or ACHE for short, uh, which is similar to galantamine, but it does it, um, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's also... Uh, the the quantity and effect of it is much smaller than uh, galantamine. It's in in micrograms instead of uh, milligrams, uh, I believe. But um, it also works in a, a slightly different way. And and again, I think the the main focus uh, of alpha brain in particular is to increase acetylcholine rather than just prevent breaking down uh, of acetylcholine in the brain. So in some ways, there there's attacking both uh, on both uh, fronts but it's a, it's a different approach and that can be uh, a daily supplement although you know again uh, in my experience I'm going to take the, the minimum amount and this one is one that you take uh, it says recommended four to six hours before you go to sleep I wouldn't take it right before you go to sleep because again these uh, these things have an effect on your brain chemistry and the most important thing in any of this, you know, endeavor is to have a good, sound, proper sleep. I think that's uh, one of the, the most important things. So most of the supplements in terms of sort of uh, vitamins, um, again, vitamin, vitamin B6 and vitamin B12, uh, you'll find uh, some reports in regards to helping with lucid dreaming. And again, all, all that these do, at least in regards to lucid dreaming, is to aid in, in creating amino acids and neurotransmitters, specific ones that, that regulate sleep and help with sleep and help with memory, awareness, alertness, mental energy, and so on. All the, all the basically the, the components of uh, dream awareness and a proper sleep. That, that brings me back to melatonin, with melatonin, which I mentioned before. So melatonin is actually something that the brain uses to regulate sleep uh, in general. So 
melatonin um the way that the, the melatonin is again is one of the things that the brain produces on its own this is not an external supplement just like acetylcholine is something that the brain makes uh, but what we're doing in some of these cases is either trying to lose less acetylcholine as i said or uh, give it the precursors like choline to produce more acetylcholine uh, you see what i mean so in case of melatonin the brain already makes it but the way the brain makes it or not the way the brain makes it but um the conditions in which the brain starts making it is when it gets dark outside okay and there's less light the brain makes melatonin which starts getting you sort of sleepy and drowsy and helps you sleep if you are in in full light in your house or in front of a computer screen or the tv screen or your phone or ipad or whatever it is uh, all day and all throughout you know right till right up till you go to sleep your brain doesn't start making melatonin or at least not enough of it or not how much it used to so that actually can prevent from having sound sleep same thing if you're going to sleep but there's a light on or you know the neighbor's lights on and you know there's too much light coming out through the windows and it's not pitch black and so all these contribute to a brain that produces less melatonin so taking melatonin as a supplement is to to aid in producing enough or at least supplementing the amount of melatonin you need for a sound sleep and so it helps it just all it does is really is help with sleep when you have a better sleep you have better dreams better REM state and hopefully better chance for lucid dreaming but you see that's that's the sort of point and that's the point I mentioned in that that other episode about speaking about melatonin is that there are things you can do before taking a supplement like melatonin you know that that goes for the rest of these supplements if you actually have a good balanced diet that contains some of these components to begin with then you you don't necessarily need to supplement them of course that's not always the case uh, and we have to find out which you know what's in our diet that you know has these components but if we look at melatonin the thing you can do that I mentioned before before taking it as a supplement is just improving the your daily routine and bringing it back to a state where your brain will produce enough melatonin on its own where you sleep better uh, that means maybe not looking at a screen at least 30 minutes before you go to sleep instead of all the way to the last minute or, or more than 30 minutes I mean that's just an example I know people were on their phone all the way to, to till they go to sleep maybe read a book instead but many other things I mean it's just just watching TV and falling asleep in front of a TV uh, and so on dimming the lights before you go to sleep when you go to sleep make sure that it's as dark the room is as dark as you can make it that's another good idea all these things will help your brain produce melatonin what I, w- I don't want you to do is to take melatonin on a regular basis and create a condition in which the brain says okay you're actually I get all the melatonin I need I don't need to work as hard to produce melatonin and that sort of creates the semi-dependency or not maybe not as much dependency but just you know the 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 body and the brain gets used to an external source instead of just making it itself so there are some people who combined a bunch of these things 
I don't think we know enough in some cases um, what combining any of these um, make. None of these are really outrageous or out of the ordinary. These are not, you know, um, drugs that need prescription, that these are just basic components, mostly derived from plants. But most of these, uh, what I like about them is there are enough, relatively enough research about them and how they work and why they are used as supplements in general. So to wrap this up in terms of the introduction to supplements, I hope I hope this this was uh, coherent enough. I know that these are a lot of different uh, terms and names, and I didn't just uh, make it sort of simple enough and just say, you know, there is this one, this one, and this one. I recommend this one. Don't recommend that one. You know, this is just a, that doesn't make quite enough sense uh, in my book. I wanted to try to educate myself and in turn maybe others or at least share some more information about what these things really are and what do they do. These are not, you know, magic pills as I I mentioned before. So all of these supplements are to set the conditions or maybe improve the conditions for a particular uh, type of sleep and an improved REM state in order to increase your chances and your ability to become lucid. So remember, all these things do is just try to improve your the conditions for lucid dreaming. You still need to practice lucid dreaming or write a dream journal and develop your dream awareness and um, practice induction techniques and practice lucid dreaming. All of these are supplements to help your conditions. Now, these might actually help enough to sort of push you over the edge in terms of your practice already, and maybe you're doing all these other things, and this will just improve your sleep just enough for you to actually, for that thing to click and you for you to become lucid. So they're worth a try, and I think this is because of uh, habits, practice, uh, you know, your your general condition, your diet, uh, the kind of nutrition that you get in general, your brain chemistry, your biology, your genetics, who knows, all of these things are going to make it so that this is going to might work for some and might not for others will affect you in some way and not in others in other ways. You know, I gave you that example of like just regular vitamins that produced an excess of something that for me produced migraines probably not for most people. So just be aware when when you're doing this. Um, In terms of my personal experiment, uh, what I'm going to try to do is, uh, in the case of Alpha Brain, uh, that contains, again, it contains a bunch of other things as well, and it's used for other purposes, but it has the choline, the Alpha GPC type of choline and Huprazine A, which you can take during the day and on on a daily basis. So this particular one I'm going to take for a week and see how that goes um, and then decide if I'm going to take it for another week. And I'm going to take it um, because it says four to six hours before sleep. I'm just going to take it five hours before sleep. Just make it simple. And I'm going to combine this with just my continual basic lucid dreaming practice. Most importantly, I'm going to write down my dreams. So if I'm if I'm taking this and I'm actually improving my dream state and my REM sleep uh, and my dream recall, I'm not going to waste it by not 
writing down my dreams. Again, this is not a replacement for any of these things that we do to try to produce um, and induce lucid dreaming. Uh, so that's sort of experiment number one. Again, I'm going to go back to galantamine just because I have left from my first experiment a long time ago. But for me, it was a, a tricky one because it was actually interrupting my sleep and it was producing an, an irregular sleep, which I think defeats the purpose. And again, maybe it's just my body and my biochemistry that wasn't playing nice with galantamine. I know it, it, there has been issues for some other people. Some people combine taking galantamine with melatonin to sort of combat the problematicness it creates with falling back asleep if you take it in the, in the middle of the night or early in the morning. And I know, of, uh, I know of people, I've heard several reports that it works wonders for people. But again, it's also not one of those that you can take on a daily basis. So watch out with that. I'm going to start with the uh, alpha brain combination. I'm actually trying to get in touch with Onnit and get a little more from information since they are promoting this as a um, something for lucid dreaming. There are a few more some of these sort of hybrids in combination um, that I found on Amazon that combine, you know, choline, uh, a different type of choline, melatonin, uh, B6 and B12 vitamins, 5-HTP. I didn't even get to 5-HTP. 5-HTP is a precursor for serotonin that your brain makes that regulates a multitude of things. Uh, serotonin is very, very important to the brain um, for for sleep, for regulating mood, for uh, doing many other things. And it has some other components, including uh, huprazine A, uh, this this thing that I, I found on, on Amazon that really is also one of the few things that promote particularly for lucid dreaming. I have not tried it. I don't know about these particular combination of things. It's not that far from Alpha Brain, but um, just uh, Alpha Brain is made by a, a company that's seems just a little more uh, reputable and I've you know heard about them a bunch you know in 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 different uh, capacities and I know they do a lot of research so I feel safer uh, trying that and from my particular experiment if uh, I see any changes in my state of mind throughout the day or anything in just just the way I feel or if I feel anything funny or funky or not quite right I'm stopping my experiment or changing it. So I'm basically, and again, I recommend that you do it as well if you take any of these things, is to really pay attention to, to your body and to your state of mind and to how you feel. If something starts really feeling different and not in a good way, stop. Don't, don't take more. Don't do it. And again, please, please, please do your due diligence. Go online. The internet is amazing. It has a lot of information. Uh, read from articles that people wrote about this. Read from Wikipedia. Read from science journals. Read whatever you can find and do your research. You'll believe me, you'll understand this a lot better and you make a better decision. I will report back in the next uh, episode or so about my particular experiment, at least with this first uh, supplement or combination of supplements in this case. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think it's uh, also important to remember that because it is a supplement, um, it's hard to sometimes differentiate between, you know, how much did this really help? How much is the placebo effect because I'm taking a supplement that's supposed to help? Um, how much is it just my regular, 
you know, frequency of lucid dreaming or my regular practice or efforts that are causing me to, you know, if I do succeed in uh, getting more lucid dreams and so on. So you see the, the tricky part about this? Um, I rather rely more on the science that, that people do a little more vigorously than my own little just experiment of taking the supplement for a week or two. But that's all I have because I think, uh, you know, personal experiments, experience and experiments are, you know, as important if you do them at least safely uh, in terms of how do they, does this work for you? Does this help you? Because it might work for me, but it might not work for you or vice versa. Uh, again, galantamine was tricky for me, but I know a few other people who it works great for. So that's it for the rambling of the supplementals part one. I hope this was informative. I hope this makes sense. I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes, uh, references, articles, whatever I can find. And stay tuned. We'll, we'll see how this uh, little experiment goes. If you have experience or information about any of these, feel free to share um, and email me and let me know about your experience. And I'll sh- share that. And, uh, you know, I as usual, I hope this is helpful. So here's to the next 10 episodes. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for tuning in. You can always catch me at the Lucid Sage on Twitter and find me on lucidsage.com where I'm going to continue to write more about this subject and others. Once again, thank you for listening. Sweet and lucid dreams. <laughs>